welcome back. Been a long time. Long time no see. Very long. Feels like forever and a day, but we're back. It's episode 89. The Mark Andrews, the best tight end in the league episode. Simple as that. But how are you doing, Sutton? How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. You know, in the midst of all these holidays and everything like that, there's a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be excited for outside of Ravens football. But, you know, we're here to talk about Ravens football, unfortunately. So welcome back to episode 89, the Mark Andrews episode of the Purple Pain, excuse excuse me, I mean Purple Rain podcast, Purple Pain podcast, because we've lost four in a row. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, But like I said, this is the Mark Andrews episode, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Mark Andrews himself because he has been absolutely balling out of control. But before we do that, though, before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about everybody who's here in the live chat right now. We got Darius the Official in here joining the live stream. Says Rain Gang, what's up, Darius the Official? We appreciate Yo. you for coming through. Um, let's see, K Dog in the house, of course, per usual. Says what's good, Rain Gang family. What's good, man? Appreciate you for coming through, K Dog. Um, Lisa says, Hey guys, there's no excuse for losing four straight games. I know in my heart that we will make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Wishful thinking. I I like it. I like it, Lisa, but we'll talk about that. Um, buffed is in here. See JD kill switch. Daquan Yolanda says, good evening. Rain gang. Hope everyone is well. Good good evening, Yolanda. Thank you for, you know, inquiring. We hope you're good too. We hope that all of you guys had a good Christmas, a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, Let's see. Uh, Raven Ron in the building says, what up, PRP? Wink needs to shut up for the rest of the season. We were just talking about that before we went on live. (laughs) That's funny. J Prime 235 in the house. J Fleet. Um, Daquan. I think I already mentioned him. Kevin Smith. DLC. uh, Charles Xavier in the house. Purple Haze. Laree Davis. Daquan Christian. Oh, my goodness. All you guys are in here. Full Effect Rain Gang is in here. Per usual, we appreciate all of you guys for coming out to episode 89 of the Purple Rain Podcast. Before we get into anything else. Make sure you like the video, like this video right here, right now. Just get out of the way, you know, so you don't have to worry about it later. If you're in here right now, go ahead and like this video. And if you're not watching this live and you're part of the hashtag replay gang, big, big shout out to you. We love you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you leave a comment down below in the comment section saying hashtag replay gang. We love to see that. Absolutely love to see it. Um, Kali says, what's up, fellas? What's up, Kali? Thank you for coming through. Um, we got Rainmaker in here. Okay. Yeah, man. So you guys already know what the deal is tonight, man. The Ravens have dropped four straight. So we're here to talk all about it. Um, the question is, can the Ravens still make the playoffs? That is the the basis, the premise for this show. Episode 89 of the Purple Rain podcast. Um, obviously, yesterday, Ravens took another L to the Cincinnati Bengals. Another bad, ugly L to the Bengals. Um, they put a 41 on us for the second time in a row because I'm pretty sure they put a 41 the first game, right? I think it was 41 or 42. One of the two. Yeah. It wasn't good. Basically, they hung 40 on us twice in a row, which is embarrassing, to say the least. Now, you know, I know, we, you know, we're, we're banged up in pretty much every single position. We're down to our backups, 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 pretty much uh, damn near. But it's, it's still really no excuse, man. You got to go out there, man. You got to fight for 60 minutes of football. And just to see, I don't know, it, it just it just didn't look good yesterday, what I saw from the defense. Yeah. The Bengals didn't even have, they didn't even have <clears throat> to punt the ball. Did they ever punt? Yeah, I don't think one. they punted. No. No, exactly. Exactly. There was literally like I I can tell you this, Alex, I literally fell asleep on that game because I knew the defense was not going to make any stops. Like I saw the offense doing what it was doing, you know, Josh Johnson uh, doing what he could with, you know, Mark Andrews, serviceable, serviceable. serviceable. Honestly, he put out a winning game. If the defense was good, we win Mm. that game. I'm just leaving. He he did what he had to do. I like what we're calling. But um, yeah, this is defense, man. Defense. Yeah, man, that defense was just they could not they could not stop anything. They could not stop a runny nose yesterday, like at all. Like it, it was it was bad. It was really, really bad. And like I said, that's why I fell asleep on him, because I knew like in my, in my brain, in my heart of hearts, I knew like, OK, we have zero chance of winning this game yeah, just based off of how the defense looks like we can't stop them. And we're still nickel and diming for every yard down the field. It was working. You know, we were making some plays to get down the field. Josh Johnson had what, like two touchdowns? Yep. Two. two touchdowns. I don't think he, we had the one pick at the end of the game, right? But um, yeah, I mean, did did not play a bad game, like my guy Alex said, serviceable, serviceable, yeah. and we've seen that from now not only him but Tyler Huntley as well. So we we have serviceable backups. It's just a matter of what can the rest of the team do um to support them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, definitely a very disappointing loss. It puts us in a very bad spot. 
uh, in terms of playoff contention. Now, as it stands right here, right now, at the time that we are recording this live stream, the Ravens hold the seventh seed in the playoffs. Somehow. We hold the seventh seed. Somehow, Somehow. somewhere. So we're still in it, but it, it really does not look good at all. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to talk about um since this ep- since this is episode eighty nine, excuse me, I want to talk about Mark Andrews, man. I want to talk about Mark Andrews and everything that he's been able to do this season. We have to we have to tip our caps right here, right now, on episode eighty nine of the Pro Brain Podcast. I feel like it's very fitting. We have to tip our caps to the best tight end in the league. And you heard me say it: the best tight end in the league right now. This year, this year, this year, yeah, this year, right now, right now. Yeah, yeah, this year, indeed. I think he's I think he's 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 taken that step. He's he's definitely um he he's shifted a gear, you know. He's yeah. gone to the next level. Like and and the reason why I think that he's really shifted a gear when I realized it was I think it was a couple weeks ago. I think we were playing the Browns, I want to say. He makes that catch up the sideline. You know which one I'm talking about. We talked about it here on the podcast. And he drags like three or four defenders for extra yards. Ever since that play, he's been doing that consistently. It's like something like sparked in his head like, you know what? I am that guy. Yeah. I am Mandrews, you know what I mean? So, like, that's what I love to see from him, like, now that he's, you know, he's catching the ball, he's fighting for extra yards, he's not taking no for an answer. He literally is our best weapon on offense right now. By far. I mean, his contract right now looks like a steal. What, four yeah. years, $50 million? Hmm. Dallas Goddard is making more money than Mark Andrews is. Right. Dallas yeah. Goddard literally let a ball hit off of his heel, and it got picked off. So from how we got Mark Andrews in the contract, I'm not complaining. But man, oh man, what he's been doing, the drops, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, here and there you expect it, but it's just very nice to see that, you know, he's got reliable hands and he steps up when we need him. That's literally all we've been asking for. Yeah, you're right. I mean, now me personally, as much as I'm, I'm I'm sitting up here and giving praise to Mark Andrews as he deserves, you know, because he's having an all pro year, best tight end in the league right now, uh, statistically. And if you just watch the eye test, I mean, he's the best tight end in the league. But we do still have those questions surrounding what does he do in the big games when the lights are at their yeah. brightest and, you know, the stakes are at their highest. I mean, this year the, he showed up against the Chiefs, wasn't the best, mm. but he made he didn't drop. Colts game, two touchdowns. Yeah. No touchdown in the two point conversions. Mm. Browns game. Come on. Don't have to talk about it. Yeah. You're right. Steelers I mean, game, I... he was moving the chains. But you got to look back to some of the bigger games in his career. Look, Okay, so take a look at the uh, last two playoff games that we lost, right? So against the Bills, when we were down, what, I think it was 10, and Huntley was yeah. marching down the field. He throws a strike to Mark Andrews in the end zone, drop. You know, that was a triple his... coverage. Triple co- I, I I can't put it on. I mean, just looking at it now. But th- we're talking about this year. This year different. This is not the same Mark Andrews we've seen from last year and years prior. This is a it ain't the same old Andrews, huh? No. No. Okay, Eric Weddle. I hear you. <laughs> ain't the same old Andrews. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely hope that in the playoffs. I mean, because I feel like if we do find a way, you know, to get into to get into the playoffs. I'm sorry. He's going to have to be the guy, you know, he's going to have to be the guy who's making the biggest plays. He's going to have to be the guy that he is right now. So like, we'll see. We'll see, you know, because when the stakes get higher and the lights get brighter, that's when that's when you make your real money. That's when you make your money. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Mark Andrews, man. Like I said, this is episode 89 of the Purple Rain podcast. So needless to say, this episode is dedicated to him. So big, big shout out to our guy, Mark Andrews, man, just balling out of control this year, balling out of control. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and just talk about the, uh, let's talk about the game, Oof. right? So, yeah, man, uh, I, I want to start with this. Let's start with the whole quarterback situation, right? Okay. So Josh Johnson, like we said before, serviceable guy. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many yards he threw for somebody put in the chat real Over quick for 200, me. Over 200, I believe. Over 200. Okay. Um, two touchdowns, one pick. I mean, look decent out there, right? Tyler Huntley looked decent Didn't out there. Didn't look like he hadn't started the game since 2018. Yeah, I actually tweeted like he did. He does not look like a quarterback. Like I'm not even just saying that because like, you know, he's number 15 and it's just it's just a new look for us. But he just did not look like I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but I tweeted it. I was like, he doesn't look like a professional like NFL quarterback. I respect him. I respect him because he is. But like when he's out there, I was just like, 
This guy looks like he should be lining up a wide receiver. I mean, just just off the eye test. But he started making some plays. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's that was just me. I'm not trying to disrespect him or anything like that. But like, the Los just being Wildcats out there. Legend Josh Johnson, we're disrespecting the AFL, <laughs> XFL, whatever he played in. But yeah, yeah. all Alliance American, we're, we're disrespecting him now. Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, he he, he played pretty well. He played pretty well. Um, somebody said yeah he had over 300 actually. Oh. Larry Davis ah. says he has 300 plus. Dylan says he was over 300. Thank you guys so much. A lot of empty um, calories there. Yeah, feel that for sure, Hopefully definitely. But hey, man, from a from a backup backup, you yeah, know, you I'm can't saying. really ask for much more. In three years. Yeah, I mean, the game was really on the defense. It? We had the lead, what seven three? Um, mm-hmm. They score. I think we fired back, and then they kind of, kind of. Once we stopped scoring, and they, we couldn't just go blow for blow with them, unfortunately. Nope. And that's how the game was lost. Nope. Yeah. And once again, this was a um, this was a game where the defense failed to uh, force any turnovers. I don't think we got any turnovers yesterday. We, th- there was the one in the end zone. Um, the Daryl Worley interception. Yeah, they got called back. Yeah, yeah, they were playing a little. I don't know how to I don't know how to talk about that because there was contact. Some referees let them play. Obviously, some and some don't. Yeah, but I thought. It was gonna be holding at least seven times out of ten, and they called it. So, yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. But um, hey man, we really, really needed that turnover because without turnovers, it really goes to show like if your if your defense cannot create turnovers, you're probably not gonna win too many games. And we don't know? even create turnovers as it is, like no yeah. fumbles, no picks. Like we don't we don't pick off the we picked off Baker Mayfield. That that's not really a flex at this point. Right. And I mean, he threw a right to Averett on that play. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, shoot, was that the last turnover we got? I don't even yep. know. I feel like, yep. wow, no way. And in, in, uh, in Cleveland. Wow. That is. Didn't get one against the Packers. That is embarrassing. Then we got a fumble against the Bears. Um, yeah. Nothing against the Steelers. Right. Now, I mean, let's, let's, let's think about who we're dealing with personnel wise, right? So we don't have pretty much any backups of the backups. Anthony Averett was a backup corner for us. We're on yeah. to his backups now. It's, yeah. I, yeah. It's not even just like, I'm just done with Ravens fans making these excuses. It's not our year. Chalk it up as that. It's not. You can't really expect more because I think fans are expecting way too much out of this team. Way too much. And that's not how it is. Yeah. Definitely think they're expecting too much from the Ravens at this point. There's only two games left in the season, guys, and we don't even know if our starting quarterback is good to go for the rest of these two games. Harbaugh still won't say. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's talk about the uh, the offensive side of the football and some of the playmakers. James Prochet, seven catches for like 76 yards. Just balling out. Yeah. At least, at least we know he'll be on the team next year. Um, don't know why we didn't go back to Bateman after the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Kind of confused. Yeah. Um, doesn't make any sense. No, and it really doesn't. I don't know if you saw this too, but they threw that one pass to Boykin in the end zone. He showed oh, yeah. absolutely zero fight. And one of the Ravens beat writers was like, John Harbaugh was upset with him for not showing like any drive. I mm. think this is his last year. Like this, I'm not trying to poke no fun. We're talking about receivers. He had one target. Didn't do his most of it. Had no targets again. Miles Boykin, is, he's gone after this year. Unless he has an amazing preseason. Yeah, I mean, we really just don't need him, right? Like, we, we don't need him. Like, um, we talked a lot about in the offseason how, you know, even if he wasn't going to be a prolific pass catcher on this team, hey, he could still serve well in the blocking game, things like that. But mm-hmm. you see, I mean, our first eight games that we won, and we've only won eight games, we weren't utilizing him really at all, you no. know? And you see, we still got to where we were. And that's with half the rest of the team injured still, too. So I definitely agree with you, man. I definitely think that they they realize that they don't really have a need for Miles Boykin in 2021 or even going into 2022. So I agree. I definitely think it'll be his last season here uh, in Baltimore for sure. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, I think somebody said it down here just agreeing with you. Um, Dylan says Bateman's first drive uh, was a touchdown. Doesn't get any more balls thrown his way. He ended up with like four catches. Ended up with like four catches. Yeah. And they were all that. It was. I don't get it. The same yeah. way I don't get Tylen Wallace, two catches, 
two first down. Well, no, he didn't get a first down last week. But this week, third and 13, contact uh, like three yards behind the first down marker and gets it. Yeah. Not many receivers can take contact and still get yards after that contact. It just goes to show like how hungry these guys really are. James Prochet, Tylen Wallace, like they both had like. Duvernay's taking his spot and he stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. But they both had one of those like, you know. I'm the man type first down plays, you know, Tylen Wallace, he gets hit by like two, three guys kind of scrambles his way out of that to just lunge for, for a couple more yards for the first down. James Prochet, same thing. He had, he did it multiple times actually. James Prochet. I mean, these are guys who time and time again, when they're given the opportunity, they show up and they perform. So it's like, I don't see any reason why, especially if we go spread offense five wide, why we can't just kill them with like, they can't like, Defense should just be picking their poison with us. Like, we should be able to go anywhere on the field because all of our guys are more than capable of making plays, right? So, I don't know, man. It's kind of frustrating in that regard. And, yes, I do know the whole quarterback situation is very, very murky right now. So, let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about that, uh, Alex, just about this quarterback situation moving forward. Because there's not too much to talk about with yesterday's game, right? I mean, half the team is out, right? Um, practice squad defense, pretty much. We lose Averett in what the first quarter, first or second quarter. Um, first. so we're really yeah, we, first quarter, we yeah. So we're down to Kevin Seymour and Robert Jackson, Daryl Worley, Mozzie, you know, Wilkins. right? We're down to the likes of those type of guys, and, and no disrespect to them, but there's a reason why they were on the fringe of getting cut from multiple other NFL rosters or and did on get the cut. street and on the street, exactly. So like I said, not too much to talk about from that Bengals game. I was I was um tweeting somebody earlier today. Listen, this Ravens Bengals rivalry, when the Ravens are fully healthy, is going to be a nasty. It's going to be a, a sick rivalry. I think it's, it's not going to be a the new one. It's like it's really not like no, they made it something it wasn't. And I don't like, didn't mm. want to talk about this, but Nate Burleson was. I just want to pull up what he said because like he's one of like the people who just keeps it real in the uh, media. He does. He was asked about it. Um. And let me pull it up. Uh, not sure if it's here. But basically he was like, if the Bengals just beat their big brother Ravens um, and the Ravens didn't have any of these players, it really goes to show you that like it's not even a big brother thing anymore. Like Nobody really acknowledges this rivalry. Because really, it really isn't one. They just try to spoil us most of the time. That's all it is. That's not a rivalry. Well, I honestly think that it'll become more of a rivalry. The oh, yeah, more, yeah now it like, will. Now yeah, will. The more, I think the more, yeah. their players were trying to make it something that wasn't. Um, he said, if the Ravens practice squad defensive backs are the Bengals' big brother to whom they sent a message, that says more about Cincinnati than Baltimore. Hmm. So, I just feel like, for me, the more competitive this series gets, so, like, you know, once the Ravens do get healthy again, say we split with the Bengals next season, we win one, they win one, and then the next season after that, um, we sweep them or they sweep up. As long as it's back and forth, there will become some sort of rivalry there. Like, you yeah. know, these teams, are, they're, they're going to get up for each other. On top of it, being, like, you know, in the same division, if they're both good, they're not going to like each other. It doesn't help when our defensive coordinator won't shut up just saying mm-hmm. dumb stuff, like stuff like that. Like, bro, just shut the hell up. Wink thinks he's like the godfather. Like, you know, his he defense just, can come out there and just. His players have gotten, his his head's way too big. Way yeah. too big. Yeah. yeah. It's like, bro, you don't have the same chess pieces that you had coming into the season. Hell, even coming into the season, you mean on, in the off season, like he had a much better roster, but now, I mean, it's very, very depleted, especially in the secondary. So there's no need for you to go out there and be saying things like, oh, Burrow doesn't have the gold jacket. He's not this. He's not that. Whatever. It's like, like, on, like wh- okay, that's, that's like obvious knowledge. But why are you saying that? Yeah. Why are you- why are you throwing shade at a 24-year-old quarterback who has actually been playing well, injured himself in his first year, and came back and just picked up right where he left off? Like, he's, he's playing really well. 40-some points on your defense. Yeah, threw for 500 yards. 500 yards on your defense. I don't, I don't know what about, he threw I'm for the first time. I'm talking about in week six or seven. The first time, yeah. The first, first time, time he threw for, like, threw for like 300. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Jamar Chase ate us up. I mean, Jamar Chase uh, had over 100 yards receiving yesterday. T. Higgins had over 100 yards receiving yesterday. Tyler Boyd, Boyd, it, it was just embarrassing. It was a bad, it was a bad, bad showing. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, like I said, for that reason, once the Ravens do get healthy, 
uh, and they can start to battle back and, you know, be more competitive in this matchup. I definitely think there will be a nasty rivalry that develops there. I do think so. I do think so. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about this quarterback situation, man. Like I said, there's not too, too much to talk about from yesterday's game. So let's talk about going forward. The Ravens only have two games left, Rams two games left in the season, Rams and Steelers. We are at this point. It's crazy, Alex, that we're at this point now, like all off season, we had episodes, we were speculating what we were going to do schedule. I remember the schedule came out. Remember that episode when the schedule came out, um, you know, and we hyped it up so, so much. And here we are with only two weeks left in the season. We got the Rams and Steelers. Pretty much got to win both. Got to have yeah. both if in order to get in. If you want a chance, right? So um, with the quarterback situation going forward, because John Harbaugh today, as of Monday, December the 27th, um, he said that he was hopeful that, you know, Lamar Jackson could be back and is day-to-day still. Like, it's been day-to-day for two weeks now. Yeah. You know? So my thing is, right, right, he has not practiced. He's not been on a football field in two weeks, over two weeks now. So my thing is, like, do we do we want Lamar Jackson to come back at this point? Because clearly he's not 100%. And me personally, I think you need 100% Lamar Jackson, you know, to play these last two games. Yep. If he's not 100%, go in a different direction. Go Tyler Huntley. I agree. I just yeah. don't see the point. I mean, I know he wants to play. Let's just get out of the way. He was going to want to play no matter what. He's a competitor. Yeah. But what is there to play for? Like, anybody in this chat, do you expect us to win in the playoffs? We make it to the seven seed. We're playing the Chiefs of the Titans. Do you expect mm. us to beat them? Right. Now, I I'm mean, not saying don't go for it, but I'm saying don't go for it and fall up short and have somebody hurt. That That's that's why we don't get paid the coaches' money, I guess. We don't make yeah, because it's like, I mean, for the coaches – you don't get paid to throw the rest of a season. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. you get paid to go in there and put your best foot forward in every step in every corner, you know, in order to put your football team in a better situation. Uh, but it's kind of like a catch 22 here, man, because like you said, we could, we could try our hardest for the rest of the season and risk somebody else getting injured or we can, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, you know, shut down Lamar. The smart decision, the smart, the smart thing. Kind of just, he's about to get paid. Count our losses, lick our wounds, and just come back next year, huh? Look at the Niners. I mean, I know they were hurt last year, but if they have somebody else at quarterback, they're a much better team. Mm. That's kind of who I'm comparing us to because they were hurt badly. And they're still in the playoff running, but I, I think the quarterback has to do with that too. But yeah. they're a really good team Yeah, with a different quarterback. But that's that's how I think we could be next year. Yeah. Now, with um, I want to ask the chat something really quick. Um, and if you're if you're not watching this live, you're part of the hashtag replay gang. Thank you so much. Leave your comments down below with your answers. But I just want to know, do you guys want a Lamar Jackson like a let's say he's at a 75, 80 percent ready to go level? Do you guys want an 80 percent Lamar Jackson or a 100 percent ready to go Tyler Huntley for the rest of the way? I'm going I'm going Huntley. OK, I just think. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like we overcomplicate things with Lamar at quarterback too. The play calling in the Packers game was really good, really really good. Yeah, offense is moving the ball. Where has that been? I don't know. I don't know. I see you guys in the rain gang here saying Huntley, Lamar, um, healthy Huntley, one hundred percent Huntley for sure. Simpy Quest says Lamar. Uh, Tavon says shut down Lamar. JD Killswitch Huntley, Huntley, Lisa says LJ. So you guys are really like 50 50 split down the middle on this one. I love it. Um, but it's, uh, let me just let yeah. me just give this to you. Go ahead. This team just played Joe Burrow. Yeah. They played Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Coming up next, Cooper Cup, 120 mm. plus receptions. Odell mm. Beckham Jr., four touchdowns in his past five games with the Rams. Van Jefferson. Tyler Higby, Cam Akers is coming back. By the way, mm. like is I, so you're saying? I mean, we're at the bank, right? We're at the bank. I know it's, it's not, it's not like we're playing. Who, who did we get earlier this year? That was just a, a mop. What we we wiped the the uh, Broncos. There's no the easy Chargers. win, but it's one thing. It was like the Jaguars coming in. Well, yeah, and no. You know, and you know it's a win, or the Texans. Now, you can't even yeah. say that. They beat the Chargers yesterday. 
See, where where I got hope was that, and I remember I actually picked the Ravens to beat the Packers a couple weeks ago. I mean, they didn't they didn't actually do it. They came close, but they surprised me. They really showed me something in that game. We forget that, like, this team, despite all the injuries, despite all the adversity and things like that, there's one thing that's been very, very consistent, one consistent theme throughout this entire season. They have been resilient as hell. Resilient yeah. as hell. Like, and, and you saw that, especially in the in the Packers game too. It wasn't over until it was over. Like they they were they were going all out to try to win that game and they came within one point of and winning the defense that game. So they had to stop when they needed to. Yeah. And this is still a depleted defense, no Marlon Humphrey on Devontae Adams or anything like that. You know, we caught our game plan and we we neutralized Devontae Adams for the you know better part of the game. Um he had that one on one where he beat Robert Jackson. Robert Jackson, you know. Um, He's wearing seventeen. He's a quarterback right. wearing seventeen. There's not that's the same number <laughs> Le'Veon Bell wore earlier this year. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, some 17 on 17 violence there. But other than that, you know, we pretty much held Devontae Adams in check. So that, that, I mean, that goes to show me. Right. That goes to show me that, like, we can hang with some of these better teams. Like, even though we don't have the same roster that we had uh, in the offseason or going into the season, we can still hang. We can still hang with the best of them. And that's why I still do have faith. But at the end of the day, the only problem is now I feel like we were winning a lot of these close games in the beginning of the season because the injuries had not caught up to us just yet. But yep. now the injuries are finally really, really catching up to us, you know? Yeah. Um, right, right. It's one thing having Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Avery out there, no Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. But having Kavon Seymour, um, what's his name? Tolliver. I don't even know his name. Right. <laughs> when Don Tolliver's playing there. Don um, Tolliver. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's like you go from that to that. It's like there's a big drop off that I just don't think the quality. We're getting, we're getting Jimmy Smith back, who has barely played at all this year. Pranel mm-hmm. McPhee is back. I expect Matt BK and Houston to be activated. Yeah, at least have did. some type of pass rush. And Matt Stafford yeah. isn't mobile. The, the Vikings got pressure on him and he threw a pick off of a batted pass. Yeah. That's the only mm-hmm. way we can get pressure. And just disrupt him, maybe. But like, we need consistent pressure every single play. And I just don't trust this team doing that. Yeah, you know, I feel like like with where the secondary is in terms of like you know health wise, injuries and everything like that. Who we have now, personnel wise, I feel like they're really only trying to. They're just doing the best that they can. I don't. I don't feel like that they're they're good enough players to go out there and just kind of exceed expectations. And I feel like that's why we're really not getting a lot of turnovers, you know, but you can see like even those opportunistic type plays when like, say a ball gets batted up or something like that, or it gets tipped or, you know, and we, we either drop it or you can just see guys like, Oh my God, like there's an opportunity for me to make a play here. I'm, I'm just trying to get by, you know, like, you know, so I'm I'm doing the bare minimum, the bare minimum. I'm doing the bare minimum. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. I feel like that's definitely where the injuries have caught up to our defense because, like I said before, man, I said this about 20 minutes ago. If you're not forcing turnovers, then yeah. you're probably not a very good defense. You're probably not going to win a whole lot of games. The same way if you give up sacks on offense. Yeah. You're probably not going to win. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, so, like you said, we should be getting a couple of guys back, which will help us uh, down the stretch against the Rams and the Steelers. Um, and like I said, hopefully we can get to the quarterback as well. So we got our guy Boz in the house says, yo, Rain Gang, what's Boz? up, Boz? Shout out to you, man. Thank you for coming through the stream. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Um, let's see. Lisa says, we have Tony Jefferson, guys. Tony Jefferson didn't play bad he yesterday. Played, him and Patrick Queen were the best players on defense yesterday. Yeah. Like, I, Queen has stepped it up. Another tackle for loss. Pass yeah. breakup. Filling his gaps. He got hit on the double move, which I think they were in zone, not in a man. I don't think they would have Patrick Queen on the receiver. Um, mm. And then Tony Jefferson was making the plays he had to, making the tackles he had to, doing yeah. what he had to do, covering. Doing what he had to do. I honestly wouldn't mind having him back as a backup safety next year. Right. If he takes that Anthony Levine role, I would 100% be cool, cool with it. Yeah, I'd be cool with that too, defense. honestly. So. Mm. I think Absolutely. I played the, 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 the list today too. Did he? Oh, did he really? Yep. They randomly tested him. How are we going to ra- randomly test somebody for for the virus? That's not something you randomly test somebody for. It's not yeah. steroids. PEDs. It's not steroids. Peds. Like, come on, man. Like, 
just trying to find a reason to just kick us while we're down, man. Like, guy plays well, a good back, game. He, he tweeted he's vaccinated, so if he tests negative, I think, twice, he'll be back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the yeah, protocol this year uh, for vaccinated players. Can we I talk think... about the protocol? Like, how, sure, yeah, yeah. how bad it is? Go ahead. Like, they said that, like, if you didn't have enough players to play a game, they would cancel the game. Remember that mm. last year? Mm-hmm. Or this the summer? And there's a team that can't play a game, and they move it back. When they said that like they're gonna avoid moving games back, like just make up your mind. Now there's now they're saying it's not the ten days. It's if you're vaccinated, you test negative. It's just really they don't care about the health and safety of these players. No, I think they're doing just enough. So like mainstream media is like, oh, the NFL doesn't care at all about COVID. They're not taking any steps, any precautions, anything like that. They're doing the bare minimum, like you yeah. said before, literally the bare minimum. <laughs> It is getting away with that because it makes them look good for PR and stuff like that. But um, yeah, man. I mean, the, the whole the whole virus thing is very confusing for not only the the league but just everybody in the world right now. Just there's a huge gray area on the whole vaccinated, not vaccinated, all this and that, and you know it's trickling down to our game that we love so much in football in the NFL. But um, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, we will see next year. There'll be more improvements. Um, and Hopefully. we'll this will have less of an impact on the season because it wasn't yeah. really having like a huge impact. Watch over. Right. Exactly. It wasn't really having a huge impact earlier in the season, but now we see later in the season, these in these colder months is really running yep. through the league. So, you know, hopefully it does get better. Hopefully it does get better. Um, all right, Alex, <clears throat> I want to ask you, I want to ask the rain gang about this. Now we didn't we didn't face this this question this type of adversity yesterday, but the whole going forward on two point conversions mm-hmm. and just these 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 all or nothing plays. How do you feel about it? And um, do you think that we should continue? Harbaugh should continue going forward with gambling on these two point conversions for the game. I think this season you can't do anything about it. Um, with with the Packers one, just hearing more people talk about it. Let's just set the scene. Uh, let's say we get the two. It's what, 32 31, 44 right. seconds. Aaron Rodgers has the ball with one timeout. Let's mm-hmm. say Tucker does one of those amazing kicks, takes four seconds off the clock. They have the ball 40 seconds at, let's say, let me be nice, the 25 yard line. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has to go, I'm going to say to the 35. Let's say Crosby hits, can hit from 52. Do you think he can get that, that those yardage? What, 35, 40 yards? I definitely I mean, think he could. Yeah. So, I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Even if we kick the extra point, I see what he's going for. Mm. And we had the momentum. That's maybe the only thing I could see. Like, we had the momentum. We were stopping him. We were getting to the quarterback. We had just had a sack on him. Yeah. But I think just going straight for Mark Andrews is it, twice now. They're designed yeah. towards Andrews, and everybody in the stadium knew where they were going that play. Right. You see the rollout. There's only one person over there. It's 89. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree, man. Like, you can't like if you're gonna if you're gonna go for like an all or nothing type play, you know, at least don't make it obvious on who you're going to. Yep. Like you said, Both everybody in the right, everybody in the building knows that you're gonna go to big number 89 because that is your best player on offense and. They know that you probably don't have the creativity to scheme one of these other guys open. Cough, cough, Greg Roman. Um, but my thing is this. I, I Yeah, I really don't like the whole going forward on two-point conversions. And, and, you know, I get it. Like, the secondary is banged up, and Aaron Rodgers would just torch them, even though they just made a stop yeah. on Aaron Rodgers and co. Um, but my thing is, like, you just you just need to, like, not put your offense, this young offense, these young players – in these all or nothing situations, all in these situations where it's like, hey, if we don't get this play right here, it's over. Game's over. Game's over. You don't want to put your your team in those type of situations in that mental space over and over again. Like it's just not like I don't think it's smart. I really just don't think it's smart, man. And like you're gambling, um, on top of the fact that you're gambling that much, you're you're like you said before, you're only going to one side of the field, one player, you know, so you're shortening the field and you're making it a lot easier for the defense to hone in on um, what you're trying to do. So for that reason, I especially didn't like it. I didn't like it when, you know, we played the Steelers and we went for it. Um, I didn't like it when we played the Packers because we had Tyler Huntley out there. It's not even Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You got Tyler Huntley out here saying, hey, and, game's on you. Go and win. if Lamar is in that play, he's, he, uh, he's hitting Hollywood. 
Because they he's ran the Hollywood. same play, I think, yeah. against the Bengals of the Steelers last year when he threw cross body and hit Hollywood in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, I, then they went, they they kicked the, no, they went for it on fourth down. Right. Ran the same play. Didn't work. Huntley sacked. Huntley sacked, exactly. Um, we do have a super chat donation. I think we have two. One of them was from Darius the official. I think I missed okay. this one. And he, he kind of talked about what we're talking about now. He says, man, what is what it is uh, with these two point conversions lately? Yeah, man, it's the decision making needs to be just a little bit better for me. It should be yeah. a little bit better for me. Um, but thank you so, so much for making it rain here on episode 89 of PRP. You are the greatest Darius, man. He's always coming out, always supporting. We appreciate you. Um, we do have another super chat donation. This one's coming in from Yolanda. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Another loyal viewer, uh, supporter of the show and the channel. We appreciate you for making it rain here on episode 89 of PRP. She says, with the Packers, we should not have gone for the two-point conversion in the first quarter. To me, that was nonsensical. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I think talking about the fourth down, I mean, that's three points leaving on the board. Yeah. And I saw what he was doing. Like I, I, I'm not going to say I hated it. Because I'm at the point of the season, why not? Yeah. Literally, why not? Because there's nothing that's going to change this season. But I can see why we should have won for three and allocated. it. Could have made yeah. a difference. It would have made a difference. And that was what I was so afraid of. Like, when I saw us lining up to uh, go for it on that fourth down, I'm like, hey, man, if this game comes down to the wire and we lose by less than three points, I'm going to remember that play. It's going to be engraved in my yeah. mind or that decision, that call. Um, it's like, hey, man, take the points. Take the points. They're guaranteed points. I know three is not as good as six, but three is a whole lot better than nothing. Exactly. It's a whole lot better. So it's like, I don't know. Just take the points. On top of the fact that we have the best field goal kicker in the history of field goal kicking, at least when it comes to the best NFL. Best kicker of all time. Yeah. All like it, time. Period. So... I don't know why we're not utilizing him more, especially in a season where, you know, it's been harder for us to move the ball down the field, especially with no running backs. Um, Offensive line hasn't been as good as well. So my thing is, if you cross the 50 yard line into opponent's territory, you need to automatically start thinking about that's Tucker range. That's Tucker range. That's Tucker range right there. Like, there's no reason we should not be coming away with points when we pass the 50 yard line. I won't say the 50 because, you know, that's that's a little far. But in, a dome, like the, in, a, in a dome. In a, in a dome, know. maybe. Right. In a dome, maybe. Or if the wind's uh, but, going, helping you out, why not? Right. Like, literally, if you get within the 40, you know, that that's not the red zone, but that's tuck zone. That That's 57. Yeah. 40 is 50. I mean, yeah. That's tuck zone right there. Like, you, you got to you got to realize that. So, you know, just get more points. More points on the board, the better. Uh, but thank you so much, Yolanda, for your super chat donation. We appreciate you. Um, Kayla Sports says, "Hey guys, what's up, Kayla? Thank you for coming through." Um, let's see. Kayla Sports says, "Honestly, I do not want to sound like a doubter, but we should not be in the playoffs. We have too many injuries, and going for two for the game has not worked out. I don't want anyone else to get hurt." That's not sound like a doubter. You're just telling no. how it is. Telling how it is. Speaking the facts, you know. Um, all this going for two, man. It, it clearly hasn't worked out. We're not. That team, we don't have the weapons, we don't have the creativity, we don't have the blocking, um, you know, things like that in order to execute some of these plays. So my thing is, hey, you know, I know nobody wants to put faith in the defense, but just like you're saying, or just like Harbaugh is saying with, like, with his logic, hey, with this one play, we can go out there and we can give ourselves a really good chance to go win the game. And with that you know? one play, Aaron Rodgers throws up Devontae Adams. Right. I mean, it's just... Like you said, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, I, hey, I, I say let your guys go out there and fight for it, man. Because yep. all it takes is one good play from the defense, too. Aaron Rodgers, is, he's human. He makes mistakes. Like you said, we just stopped oh, he him is human. Oh, he is on the drive human. before. Right. So, he says some things. He's human. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just think that the uh, going forward on two-point conversion I, I, it feels unnecessary a lot of the time, especially when we go forward earlier. It's just like – just just tie the game. If Get back in the game. Tie it. Give your guys the mental shot that like, hey, we've tied this game. We're back in it. We can go out there and win it. Not like, hey, oh, we got to we got to win it all on this play. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. I don't like that. 
Um, John James in the house says, Rain Gang. What's, What's up, John? John James? Appreciate you for coming through. Hey, guys, make sure you like this video. Like this video if you're just coming through. Leave a like. Also, subscribe to the channel if you are new uh, to the Purple Rain Podcast. We appreciate you so, so much. So, 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 so much. Um, and we love you, man, because we love all the Rain Gang. We love the Rain Gang. Um, all right. So, um, let's see. Chris Reed, we'll just take some more of what you guys are saying in here. Uh, let's see. What's up, y'all? I don't know, man. The playoffs for these boys will be nice. They've been working hard. But on the other hand, let's just move on to the offseason. And next year is our year. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I don't like saying next year, but a lot has to change. Um, hmm. There's a lot of guys out there that if you gave them Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, hell, I'll throw them yeah. there. Josh Oliver, Nick Boyle, who can block. Because Oliver, he has made his catches. Mm -hmm. um, Duvernay, Prochet, Wallace, they're making something happen. Yeah, They beef up that line, draft, free agency, they can do something. Got yeah, that man. with J.K. Dobbins. Oh, my gosh. And the sad thing is we were having the same exact conversation going into the season because we knew what we had. We knew what we had. But then, you know, a week or two before the season, all those injuries mount We'll be getting Marcus Peters back, too, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but all those injuries mount up, and here we are, what, 16, 17 weeks into the season. Yeah, can you bring up King's comment real quick? King? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Tired of it. Like, Tired of saying next we're, year. We're, year. we're in the final year. We're going to be in the final year of Lamar Jackson's rookie contract. Now, what have mm. we done? What have we done? And it's kind of dangerous, though, too, right? Because you got to think, if the Ravens shut down Lamar for the rest of the season, how does that bode for his contract talks? You know, because it's not like he had an all-pro season, an all-world season, and a lot of that didn't isn't deserve his the, fault. Did not deserve the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry. Getting out there. Yeah, I don't I don't think he really deserved it either. But, I mean, hey, it means Lamar out, Jackson. Though. It's helping him out. Yeah. Helps out his case, for sure. Um, but I feel like you got to throw Lamar Jackson in the Pro Bowl because Pro Bowl because it's Lamar Jackson. You know, he's like a human highlight reel. That's what the Pro Bowl is all about. But um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I just don't know how that's gonna go for his contract talks because the the general consensus right now is that they really haven't talked about much. Nope. You know, because Lamar does not have an agent. I know he uses his mother to represent him, which is you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but sooner or later here, they're gonna have to start you know hashing out a deal. And if the Ravens bring their leverage to the table saying, hey, well, you know, you, you had a really good year in 2019. You won MVP. That's awesome. Uh, but the, the following two years, you kind of had a, a drop off. You had a decline two years in a row. So, but you know, maybe I know we don't. Says, when I have a good that? line, look what happens. I had mm. shit targets, but a really good line. And look what I put together. Mm. That's yeah. what I, that's because that's really that is all that's missing. I mean, you look at the Raiders game. He was getting sack every other player getting uh, rushed or hurried he put up 35 mm -hmm. well, how many 35 points 20 some point like a lot something like that three yeah. or four touchdowns so imagine him with a just a, a decent lineman yeah how, like just with, protect him protect me and i will get you what you want yeah yeah definitely needs a, a much better line for sure um let's see chris reese says in all honesty lamar needs to be a top three paid quarterback and I got I get people worry about not being able to get player uh, while your quarterback is on a big contract, but look at the Chiefs. Um, it's just the way yeah. they they yeah. did his contract, and people did restructure. Kels restructure, and Hill didn't restructure. And Mahomes mm -hmm. restructured. Yeah. So hopefully the Ravens do pay him his money uh, that he deserves because I mean. We cannot forget how many plays, game-saving plays, Lamar Jackson has made for us in the past uh, couple seasons. And he definitely deserves his money because we're getting him for what? How many million right now? Was it like? Pennies. Eight? Yeah, it's like pennies, it's basically. Rats. Yeah. So, um, all right. Bring I, up a couple. What's, I, I feel it's sad because in about a week or so, we're going to be looking at, well, who can the Ravens target in the free agency? I've already started. <laughs> I've, mm. I've already started. Who are you looking at? Lyman. Okay. Both offensive and defensive. I mean, I think getting Lyman in free agency is definitely a good move. You look, look at what we did. We I mean we got Zeitler. You know and that hit. And that hit. You you signed a tackle of his quality. His yeah. contract isn't bad. You gave right. two years, fourteen mil to Villanueva. 
Ooh, I don't know what we're going to do with this extra season, man. I don't, I don't know about that. Because once Stanley comes back, you know, there, there shouldn't be any question about who plays left tackle for sure. Uh, but there, there's definitely going to be some question about who plays right tackle because I don't want Villanueva on that right side. That's our biggest question mark, I think, going into next year right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Because you saw wasn't pretty week one. Yeah, was not pretty at all. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they do sure up that offensive line. Whether it be in free agency, I don't care if it's trade. I don't care if you got a draft. Um, just do what you got to do to protect your best investment, which is Lamar Jackson. You know, best case scenario, Jawan James looks good, and you draft a right tackle behind him, or just draft mm-hmm. a tackle who can play both. That's best yeah. case. Uh, yeah. We just can't go in with, with how we look with Villanova because Villanova will have, have good games. As in good games, he just doesn't make many errors. Is, or he has the bad games. We know exactly what the bad games are. Mm. The bad games are really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right, let's just bring up a couple more of what you guys have to say in here. Let's see. SG says Ravens remaining schedule, Rams and Steelers, both at home. The Bengals have the Chiefs in Cleveland. Thoughts on this? So, Focus on yourself. Focus on yourself, right? We have a 9% chance to win the division. Mm. The Bengals right now, sky high in confidence. Cool. I'm not like Joe Burrow. It kind of sucks I have to like a, a division quarterback. Um, I think Joe Burrow is a top three quarterback in the league. Yeah, right now. Just I think he's top three. Falling out. Like falling That might out. be crazy for me to say. Maybe I am crazy. I go top five. It's just what he what he's able to put on the football field as an overall product. I mean, he has it all. I mean, he's got he's like he's what I like to call he's an ace quarterback, right? He can do a little bit of everything. You know, like he can he can throw the deep ball, he can throw the intermediate, the short routes, the comebacks, anything like that. He's he's very good with timing. He gets the ball out on time. If he doesn't, he's breaking a sack, breaking a tackle, rolling out and making something happen down the field. Like he's very very good at that. He's very good and you can see his guys rally around him too. Um, so he is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. That whole Cincinnati team, as long as they continue to draft well, you know, build on the bottom up, that that sort of thing, they're going to be really, really scary. And Joe Burrow is a big part of that. What's crazy about the Bengals is that remember how he wanted like a big pass rusher in the offseason? Oh, they mm. got one. Troy Hendrickson. 14 sacks right end. now. We, we waited until yeah. the end. Same thing with Villanueva. I'm not knocking Justin Houston. But we're, 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 we waited till the end. Look what happened. This is what happens when you wait till the end and get the bottom of the barrel, the the, the bottom of the, the crusty crab barrel, the scrapes off of that. Right. The tartar sauce. That's literally what we get. Yeah. How we expect it to It work. was bad. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was really, really bad. Um, all, signs, all signs are pointing towards next year, right? <laughs> we'll be better next year. It is. As unfortunate as it is, but... um. Yeah, I think I see Dylan says Dylan says bro top three Sutton you're tripping he leads the league in picks I did not know that I did not know that he led the league in picks but he sure looks damn good against the Ravens which says something to me you know so (laughs) that's all I'm saying guys maybe not top three maybe like Alex said top five I mean but I, I based off of what I see from him there's a lot of young quarterbacks that are not on his level absolutely not on his level I can agree with that yeah and this is only his second season, so it's only up from here. But um, all right. him and Herbert have done wonders. Like Herbert, that's... yeah, definitely been going off too. Um, now let's talk about before we before we wrap for the night. Let's talk about the um, game tonight, right? So the yeah. Dolphins are taking on the Saints. As I said before, the Ravens right now, as it stands right now, they they have the seventh seed. So basically, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> if the season ended right now, the Ravens will be in the playoffs. But um, it's contingent upon whether or not um, the Saints can take care of business against the Dolphins tonight. Who's at home? Who, where's it at? Saints with Ian Book. Ian Book. Who? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Went 30, Ian Book. 30 and 7, I believe. At He leads Notre Dame in quarterback wins. Um, was eighth in passing yards, or, I believe. I, I was had ESPN on. I faintly heard it. Um, yeah. I'm not counting on much. I'm at the point if we make it, cool. I get an, a, a Ravens playoff sweatshirt. If we don't make it, rats. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it. Uh, 
that's what it sounds like at this point. Um, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't even know who Ian book is. I'm just really hoping that he can squeak out a W against the dolphins tonight. Hopefully we get some cam Jordan, you know, throwing fits for, for, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tua and you yep. get, you know, Alvin Kamara going off and putting, Lattimore, on, putting in some work. Uh, Gardner Johnson. Right. Right. Hopefully we get that. Hopefully we get a lot of that. Action Mark Ingram here. touchdown. Maybe, maybe, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty AK-41 cool. But doing this thing. That's Bottom the of the line him. is, yeah. Use Kamara. Yeah. Bottom of the line is, guys, we need the Saints to win tonight in order to keep us in playoff contention, at least until next week. You know, um, I feel like that would give our team something to fight for. If we did enter into this next coming up week with, you know, the seventh seed, maybe we'll have a little bit more to fight for against the Rams at home. Um, and then the Steelers again at home as well. I think these last two games are very winnable. You know, NFC teams, we we always play pretty tough. We we normally beat NFC teams, right? But even the Packers, we, best one of the best we, teams in the league, played them tough. Are you saying something about the Rams? We're They're a really the good NFC team. They are, they are re- very good. Yeah. I mean, am I, am I saying can we beat them? Will we beat them? It's tough to say, and you'll it find out like on that. Thursday's episode of Purple Rain Podcast. I mean, can we talk about so. Aaron Donald against this uh, Oof. line? Aaron Donald. I don't Vaughn even Miller. think about Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Uh, you know what? If I'm just yeah. hoping Marquise Brown cooks Jalen Ramsey. I would love that. Two touchdowns mm. on him last time. I just want to know who's starting at quarterback. As of right yeah. now, it's looking like yeah, it, it could like be you. me. It could be me. You know, it's I might you have to and Kenji up. Bahar. That's, that's what it <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, in all seriousness, if it is Tyler Huntley, I, I do have confidence in him. Um, being able to go out there and make just enough plays to win the game, but the defense has to do them some favors. You got to create some turnovers. You got to put them in the right position, and you got to make some stops, right? You got to get off the field on third down. You can't allow huge plays on second down. You can't win on first down on defense and then allow a 15 to 17 yard pass or completion on second down. You just can't do that. It's not winning football, right? Not winning football at all. So I don't know, man. Um, Lil said it says uh, Sutton three interceptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns. That'd be my stat line. You, you're that's a, that's a Brett Favre stat line. Just taking the risk. Got the touchdowns, but got the picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, we need to be Saints fans tonight. We need to be Saints fans. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up: Ben Cleveland took 100 percent of the snaps at yeah. guard yesterday, and I really like what I saw from him. I think he was getting really good push. He was opening up some run lanes. He's much better in run blocking than pass protection to me, it seems like. Um, but, you know, I feel Give like it's only up from here. It's game experience. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. fake this. Um, if there's anything, say we don't make the playoffs, get these guys ready. That's. I'm just yeah. trying to think of positives right now. I don't want to be that moral victory fan, but kind of all you can do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's all you can do. Um but yeah, man, let's go ahead and we'll take a couple questions from you guys before we wrap, before we get out of here. So if you guys do have any questions, this is the question segment of the show. Just we'll take a couple before we get out of here. Uh, one more thing. Make sure you guys like this video, like this video, subscribe to the channel as well. If you are new, also make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Purple Rain Podcast at the Purple Rain Podcast. If you just look up Purple Rain Podcast, you're going to find some podcasts about TCU um and they're, they're very inactive so okay. make sure you look up okay, the Andy purple Dalton. rain podcast exactly the purple rain podcast on instagram and if you want to find me or alex on twitter or instagram on our socials you can find alex on twitter as simply as 10 and on instagram as simply as 10.prod and as you guys all know on youtube just as simply as 10 make sure you guys subscribe to his channel how many subscribers are you at now 20 what thousand almost 37.5 Almost 30,000, man. 27.5. Yeah, I got a nice little copyright hit from the UFC. Um, not even UFC. From, a, from a channel in Taiwan. Took down my UFC, a knockout. So no more UFC videos from me. When did you post a UFC video? It was on um, the guy who does the shoeies when he knocked him out. Ah, uh, Taito Ivasa, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I love. I, I just love his, his, his energy. Yeah, I posted yeah. his knockout because that was nasty. I got taken yeah. down by a, a Taiwanese channel, so... That Love was a you. nasty knockout, man. Shout out to uh, Tai Tuavasa, all those island boys, man. They are different out yeah. there. They are different. Um, but you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. And, yeah, let's see what questions you guys have. 
Let's see, JTV says, why do our receivers get the ball more when Lamar is not at QB? Good question. It's simple. They keep really short. It's just... There's just one read, right? Quick reads, yeah, that sort of thing. Where but was I, the slant the whole year that went to, was it Prochet or Bateman? It was just a simple slant and got a first down. Like, where has that been all year? I've, knows, we've been asking man. for this. We have. We have. Um, I don't know if it's... We're, we're, we're really going to get to see. That's why I kind of do want to see Lamar come back this week. Because the offense, despite us losing games, the offense has not looked terrible. Absolutely terrible, you know? True. So, with that being said, and this is this is an offense without Lamar Jackson. So, we had Huntley two weeks ago, um, and then we had John, uh, Josh Johnson the other day. And both of those quarterbacks actually look like, like we said, serviceable. So, I expect Lamar Jackson, if he does make a start this week, I expect him to be more than serviceable because he uh-huh. is Lamar Jackson, the former yep. MVP, with three weeks of rest. Um It'll be interesting to see if the receivers still get the same sort of production, right? That's something you got to look out for. And if they uh, don't, like, what does that say about Lamar, yeah? Oh, God. Mm. This, I couldn't even take it. Some tough questions. Very tough. <laughs> the burning questions of the yes. 2021 Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Uh, this week, we will find out, because it's make or break. It's make or break. You know, if we win this week, we still have a chance. We're still alive. We lose this week. It's really over. It's definitely over. Yeah. We're pretty much mathematically eliminated at that point. Yep. yep. So, all right, let's see. J Prime 235 says record predictions for the Ravens. As it stands right now, we're eight and seven with two games left. I'd say we steal one of those games. Yep. Nine and eight. I'm going. Nine I don't and know eight. which one. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Sports says, what are your thoughts on the Eagles' playoff potential? They have the seventh seed and need the Saints to lose. They've been on a roll lately. They found their identity. That's when mm. I love it. I think they can go in there and win a game. What's their I identity? Run. Mm. Running. Okay. And I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, their defense, been playing good. Hurts. It's like just trusting your quarterback and he'll make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, let's see. Dylan says, will we make the playoffs? And simply, I have a request for a vid. Do you check your DMs? Of course I check my DMs. Will we make the playoffs? I don't think so. I want mm. to, but I don't think so. Right. I'm going to set myself up for failure. Yeah. I want I want us to make the playoffs just, just to say that we, we made it. We, we, big, we dragged this injury-ravaged team all the way through an 18-game season into the playoffs. It would be amazing, you know? We, it would we really wouldn't be shut up. We would not oh, no. shut up. I'm just going to be honest. No, we definitely wouldn't. You're going to want to make sure you're tuned in to the Purple Brain Podcast when that does happen because we yeah. will be here to talk our stuff, a.k.a. shit. Uh, let's see. Spooky J, last question of the night, says, Question, what could the Ravens do in this last stretch that would disappoint you most? Given the events of this season, I predict they beat L.A. just to fold against Pittsburgh. That's the one. Mm. You said it. That's yeah. the one. That would suck. Because, I mean, you get our your our, our hopes up that high, beating one of the best NFC teams, Super Bowl contenders with the best wide receiver, uh, best defensive player in the league, and then we go out and we lose to the Steelers who Two best. aren't as Donald good. and Ramsey. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, so, yeah, for them to, like – Hold us up that high and then let us down. That would be that would be very disappointing. That'd be for peak. Sure. That'd be peak. Yeah. Now, for me, what would be most disappointing is if we put Lamar out there and oh. he's not a hundred percent and he gets injured and like okay, aggravates okay. his injury. Cut you know, it. and that cut, cut and that, it. Cut it. And that injury bleeds in the next season. That's what cut I don't it. want. That'd cut, be the most the disappointing. I'm just saying. Dream. I'm just cut saying. It. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. bring that bad <laughs> energy around here, please. I know. I know. Um, last that, thing that, that's worst case scenario what you just worst said. case scenario definitely definitely last thing i see from uh Kale sports here he says you got to think wink has to switch the schemes right we don't generate pressure or sacks but guys leave and become pro bowlers like judon is Darius smith he's stubborn hmm. same he doesn't let pass rushers be pass rushers the, the same way we saw that he went out there and ran his mouth he's stubborn hmm. somebody pumped his head up too much like an airhead you gotta like take the air out unfortunately yeah. the only way i think is if he goes and be is the head coach somewhere it just flops i'd be rooting for him that's all i can think of right yeah 
Um, you know, there's been talks about after the season, he might go and interview with the Jags for that head coaching position. And, you know, there's been some more stuff, but we'll see. We'll see where our guy Wink ends up uh, in the offseason. His but, name hasn't even been brought up, though, for like yeah. the top six candidates. He's not up there. Oh, really? Yep. Well, yep. well, like I said, we'll see. But this has been episode 89 of the Purple Rain podcast. We just hit an hour on the nose. So Ooh. big, big shout out to you guys. Thank, thank you guys thank so, you. so thank much you. for coming out and watching this episode or listening to this episode, the Mark Andrews episode of the Purple Rain podcast. We love you guys so, so much. Thank Before you. you get out of here, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel as well. Follow us on Instagram at the Purple Rain podcast. You guys know the whole nine, the whole drill. Um, but yeah, um, with that being said, I'm gonna let my guy Alex take us out. Thank you for coming through episode 89 of the Purple Pain Podcast. And mm. as always, like, subscribe, share, and don't forget, mm. stay positive. Yeah. Test negative. Always. And, and never forget to call God. We're gonna catch you guys in the next one. Peace.